Welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. I am Travis. And I am Will. And that was a different uh, different yeah. intro. Yeah, I kind of thought about, you know, just <laughs> taking a little bit different today. You know, nobody wants to hear the same thing over and over and over again, despite just how incredibly awesome it is to hear my voice over and Can't over again. Can't you just and over be... Again content <laughs> with the intro the way it is <laughs> i can be and actually i'm very content with the uh, intro the way it is however i also think that uh for things to get better uh things need to change right would you agree i would agree all right well i'm glad you brought that up because that brings us into today's <laughs> podcast topic ever so smoothly we didn't even plan that believe it or not uh you probably do believe it because it was probably that poor. <laughs> um, they they know by now that sometimes we do not come prepared for these things. And sometimes we do not come prepared for these things. <laughs> I would say that even yeah. some of the times that we're like really prepared, we're still like not, I don't know, like there's still just yeah. stuff that we just throw in. If we did like a podcast and then deleted it, and then did it again, maybe we'd be prepared. Mm, maybe. Maybe, but I, I honestly, I think the first one would probably be better. <laughs> <laughs> so last month we talked about uh, jealousy and envy. Yeah, so if you didn't listen to last month's podcast, go ahead, pause this one for now, uh, hop back onto uh, whatever program or platform that you're listening to and check out episode can we call it an episode or yes. just a podcast okay check out episode 30 jealousy where's your heart at uh give that a listen probably on uh, 1.5 speed um that's the we always sound speed. better at 1.5 speed well there's not so many long dramatic pauses like when we're trying to find our place in our notes or trying to point to each other like, no, you read that. No, you read that. <laughs> so so it always sounds better at 1.5, um, but it'll also help you get through it soon enough so that you can jump back to this episode and uh, follow up jealousy with contentment. Yeah, so essentially a couple months ago, we decided we needed to do some sort of lessons on jealousy and contentment which a word study through scripture then turned into this needs to be more than just one episode. And so last month we did the episode on jealousy uh, where we kind of walked through what scripture had to say about jealousy. And Trav, you might not remember or you, maybe you don't have your notes from you, but you came up with a great saying about envy and jealousy and zeal. So, Do you remember that? So, yeah. So... um so I, I don't know if I'm the original uh, mind or genius behind this saying, but uh, um, I basically it was, it was envy uh, is jealousy, but jealousy isn't always envy. Zeal is jealousy. Jealousy isn't always zeal, but zeal is never envy. Read that again. So envy is jealousy. Jealousy isn't always envy. Zeal is jealousy, but jealousy isn't always zeal. And zeal is never envy. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to be putting that on. <laughs> T-shirts, T-shirts, stickers. <laughs> everything you can think of. Uh, in fact, I'm, I think I'm going to put it like... Um, in some original ink on like some on a goat hide or something like that. No, we should roll it up put into it like a, in Greek and get it tattooed ooh, on our sides. Yeah. 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 That'd be a <clears throat> or that'd, not. That'd be a big first tattoo for this guy. <laughs> this is one of those dramatic pauses that yep. you should be going one point five speed. You wouldn't have through. even noticed it if it was one point five speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we uh we had jealousy and we now need to talk about what contentment looks like and what being satisfied looked like. So essentially, I Travis took on the jealousy side of things um, because he's a very jealous guy. 
And I took come, on, come, come at me, bro. <laughs> and I took on the contentment and satisfied because I've never been content in anything. <laughs> and maybe you've never been jealous. Maybe this is why we took on. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we took on the, the words that uh, we needed the most work in, maybe. Probably, yeah, because I definitely. Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. I'm I'm already worried about this. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I did a word study uh, through scripture on the word content, contentment, or satisfy, satisfied, and came up with probably a hundred or more uh, verses with those words in it in the ESV. And I watched a TED talk on contentment. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes, and yes. that's do tell, <laughs> and that's my. <laughs> Please quote the Dr. Seuss book that he mentioned. In I that will TED later talk. when it when it fits in. I okay. will later. So in, in this uh, word study, and looking up the the Hebrew words and the Greek words, and I didn't want to try to pronounce them all and put them in there, so I basically just took all of the meanings out, and so I'm just gonna. S- summarize them quickly for you now before we get into the scriptures that talk about them. So content or satisfied definitions could mean to take delight in something, satisfaction with things how they are, happiness, being pleased, having an inner peace, being uh, pleasant, being sufficient, and being enough. Uh, so I guess to put you on the spot, Trev, Ooh. you're good at this. Am I? We'll see. I hope so. <laughs> when, when, you th- when you first think of contentment, from a worldly perspective, what comes to mind? Oh. So, um, so I think it kind of... There's, I guess from a worldly perspective, I think a lot of what I've seen people relate contentment to is just a reason to, um, to stop progress, right? Yeah. Um, which I, I, let me just note there that I don't believe that's correct. Um, but I've seen very, very many times where, um, you know, folks just, they, they, uh, and I've actually, I've actually heard this from, uh, I, I had a, a gentleman, we were talking about books and I had mentioned that I rarely read, um, books on, um, like fictitious books or anything like yeah. that. Almost everything I read is on, uh, I, I hate to call it self-help, but <laughs> Something that will uh, edifying material, yeah, grow me personally, right? And uh, um, just mentioned how we should always be, you know, trying to better ourselves. And he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You you should be content with who you are." And um, mm. and I, he very condemning, <laughs> I guess, for wanting to uh, for for wa- me wanting to uh, put forth an effort to become better. <clears throat> and um and i just think from a worldly perspective that's very much where people see things and i think we do see that in the church um you know people wanting to be content quote unquote if you will uh in their poverty um people wanting to be content with their um i guess content being someone who is served to instead of being someone who's in a position to serve others. Mm. Um, we become content, if you will, uh, with multiple failures. You know, um, we've tried and we've tried and we've tried and we've tried and we just keep failing. And so I'm just going to be content where I'm at. And I'm done trying. And I think that is a very worldly perspective of contentment. And I don't think that's it at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what, what we see 
is that, and this is to steal the verbiage um, from another pastor, but God creates sound Satan counterfeits in everything. God creates Satan counterfeits. The did same you, is. Did you say that on the last podcast? I probably. <laughs> I think he did. did. <laughs> and I'm just I'm trying to tie the two together. <laughs> so God creates Satan counterfeits, and the same is true with contentment. Um, spoiler alert: con- true contentment comes from God, um, and worldly things and the things that we often find try to find contentment in, they're not everlasting. They f- will fail us. And we will need to search for more stuff. Some of those things would be, you know, like you've heard the thing, he with the most toys wins. There's probably bumper stickers that say that, right? It's about acquiring things or acquiring wealth. Um, relationships, we think about uh, spouses, friends, family, um, children. Like, you know, if I have if I have a, a nice family, that's all I need. I don't need other relationships. I don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. I, it's enough. Um but they're gonna they're gonna fail you as well. Some people will find their contentment or satisfaction in their careers or their status. Um, you know, sometimes I find satisfaction in a nice row of Oreos and cold <laughs> milk. <laughs> so so like food and eating. But what is that? That is temporary. I'm gonna get hungry again. It's not lasting contentment or satisfaction, right? Sure. You know. Anything besides God can only be temporary satisfaction. It's incomplete. It's lacking. Um, sometimes we, we try to find our satisfaction in, um, like, looks, right? Like, um, self-esteem. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't have self-esteem and feel good about ourselves. Uh, but I shouldn't just let myself go either and be content with gaining weight and getting bad health and like, well, I'm supposed to try. Well, and I, and I think the, um, the, there's a confusion there with using, using, uh, contentment as an excuse for, um, I guess for a way to, uh, fall into, your lazy yeah. selfishness, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, you. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm content with being unhealthy, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, honestly, if we were to say some of the things that we used content um, to, I guess, get out of um, progress, right? If we if we were to really be honest about those things it would sound really terrible. Like, well, no, I'm, I'm content with, um, you know, my, my children needing to, uh, work extra hard to take care of me because I didn't, uh, I, I wasn't self-disciplined enough to, um, make the necessary sacrifices to, to take care of myself. Now I was, I was content with living paycheck to paycheck. Um, I'm content with, um, my, uh, you know, roof rotting away and, uh, starting to leak and I'm, you know, I'm just content with it. So I'm not going to take care of it, even though, you know, God's given me this home and the things that God gives me, I should take care of, uh-huh. you know, I'm content with the way things are. So I'm, I'm not going to, I, and, yeah. and that's yeah. that's the vibe that is given so many times when you when you think of um, contentment. As I hear it, not just worldly, but I hear it in um, in the church as well. And so I think we need to be careful with that because, um, yeah, we. I mean, we we certainly look at contentment. So so what what contentment is not is it? It's not a pass. To be lazy, right? Right. right. Um, th- there's a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about laziness. And uh, we did a podcast earlier. I don't know what episode it is, but if you go back, we did one on that we're created to work. It's actually a gift that we're designed for. We were 
created and told to work even before sin entered the world. Did yeah, you, did, and, did you and find it? I didn't. I didn't <laughs> okay. find it, but I was looking. <laughs> uh, but, but so, like, it, it's not content. Being content, like you said, we can't just be content with the house. We have to keep up with it. Um, that was episode seven. Work like a episode man. seven. Yeah, a couple verses. Uh, Proverbs twelve eleven twelve fourteen and Proverbs twenty thirteen. Uh, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread. But he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. From the fruit of his mouth, a man is satisfied with good, and the work of a man's hand comes back to him. Love, not sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you will have plenty of bread. Um, there's plenty more, but that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, not that not that we're... Um, I mean, we're, we're attributing the word contentment uh, in so many of these verses yeah. with um, what we have physically here on earth. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of different ways in which we can learn to be content, right? We, we need to learn to be content. Um, well, <laughs> I, think, I think you've got a few of those there that you touched on already. You know, uh, we need to be content in... Um, our status, right? Yeah. Uh, content in our jobs. We need to be content um, with eating the recommended amount of food at the dinner table. Um, <laughs> you know, we need to be content with the fact that um, my spouse, not my spouse, but your, you know, all y'all listeners' spouses, because my spouse is absolutely perfect in every single way possible. I love you, babe. Um, however, that the made ma- me throw the, up a <laughs> the majority of us have to be content with the idea, or I should say maybe my wife has to be content with the idea that her spouse is not perfect, right? <laughs> and and has many failures and flaws. Yeah. Um and but but here's here's the thing, right? Let's let's relate this to let's say a football game, right? Mm-hmm. You can be content with losing a football game. I am. <laughs> However, if you if you if you go out on the field, you give it your best. Every single play, every snap of the ball, you are 100% and you are doing it to the best of your ability. And you lose. You can be content with losing. Right? Well, I think the action itself of doing my best shows I'm not content in losing. I want to win. Well, so so hear me out here. Um, the the doing your best part mm-hmm. is because we are called to be set apart and to give everything to God, right? And and everything we do, we're giving thanks. So if we're playing football, we're gonna do it well because it's a it's a it's a thank you to God that we've had we have the ability to do so, right? But let's say this. Board. Let's say you lost a football game. Okay. And you turn around and you walk away and you say, Man, I could have won that game, but I just didn't mm-hmm. I didn't give it all. And so and so they didn't get it give it all either because I wasn't given all and so they didn't give it all. You know, whatever. N- now there's a discontentment, right? Mm-hmm. Because you knew there was more on the table. Right. And I think that's how we need to look at. We could have done more. A, a lot of, at least this is how I, I look at um, service, I guess. My, my life as a service to Christ, I should be looking at, did I give it all? Did I lay it all on, on the field? And if so, and I didn't reach whatever, wherever I thought God was taking me, I can be content with that because I've done everything. Um, as far as it as, relates as, to me, yeah, I yeah. gave it my all. Yeah, and and the thing is, is I think God wants to see that in us everywhere. And yeah. I apologize, I can't <laughs> find, I can't find a verse that says that. <laughs> I'm sure there's something that'll relate to that, but. Uh, again, I just watched that one TED talk. So, <laughs> but thank you for all your research and preparation. <laughs> but, um, uh, but no, like, yeah. I mean, 
you know, so when no, it comes I agree to, when it, when it comes to, I, I am, I'm way overweight, <laughs> right? Let's just put it that way. I'm very much overweight and I'm very discontent with being overweight. And one of the reasons I am is because I know I can do better because I know I've done better in the past. And so for me, um, it's not, it's not that I'm doing everything in my power to have the, the, the healthiest temple possible. Um, and yet I still have these issues. No, I, it's, if, if that were the case, then I would be content, but that's not the case. I am not, yeah. I'm not giving it all. And therefore the discontentment, again, the discontentment's not coming from, uh, it's not coming from God. It's coming from me. I'm discontent because I did not, I am not leaving it all out on the field. Right. And so I think that kind of goes into the same, uh, same perspective that if we are doing, if we are laboring, right. To have the bread (laughs) and we're, we're, we're doing all we can and we still fall short, we should still be content with where we're at. Right. Because that's clearly where God wants us to be at the moment. Yeah. But the problem I see with that, I think you're right. But I, the problem I see with putting our hopes in worldly contentment, our goals, is that, oh, who was it that uh, won? I just want to win a Super Bowl. He won one Super Bowl. Um. <laughs> and then he wants to win another. And another. Tom and Brady? Tom Brady. Uh, so even when we give it our all and we meet our goal and we're content, the problem is our contentment doesn't last. It's temporal. That's not to say you shouldn't be content in, in what you're doing and in the work that you're putting in. But what I'm saying is the Bible talks about a contentment that's outside of this world. Sure, yeah. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but when I think of contentment or satisfaction, um, I want something that's going to last where I'm always going to feel that way. Uh, but, but before we get there... Uh, we had a lot of more stuff to get through, and uh, we're already about halfway through our time here. <laughs> uh, but real quick, through the word study, um, I saw a lot of verses that talked about what contentment was not, and then a lot of verses that talked about what contentment was and what we can find contentment in. One thing I will point out, I don't know exactly, I didn't count them all up and, and do the math, but probably 70 to 80% of verses that talk about contentment satisfaction had to do with food and (laughs) eating and being full (laughs) um and when i think about that you know it's the gifts of god of course but when i think about that and i think about food i know i can eat a bunch depending on what i eat i might be full for longer but i'm always going to be hungry again and and that's kind of what i'm getting at is there's more to contentment than this world. And so from the word study, what contentment is not, and maybe Trav, we can go um, every other here because there's a lot of verses to click and look up. (laughs) Um, So I'll take the first one here, but contentment is not found in selfish gain. And so I get that from Joshua 7, 7. And Joshua said, alas, O Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all? So so God just brought the people across the Jordan and he's not content with that because then something bad happens, right? And he says, so why have you brought the people over the Jordan at all? To give us into the hands of the Amorites? To destroy us? Would that we had been content to dwell beyond the Jordan. If we would have only been content and satisfied with where you had us, maybe these people wouldn't have died. Hmm. You know, but the Lord still, you know, that that's the gift of God is he, he allowed them across the Jordan, right? Uh, Esther 5.13 says, yet all this is worth nothing to me so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Um, this... This was uh, Haman, I believe, was saying um, 
all these, he's talking about all these things as that I have means nothing. So the things mean nothing um, because he has a selfish and envious, I would say, um, <laughs> way to tie those an together. envious spirit <laughs> that uh, Mordecai um, is sitting at the king's gate, that he's being blessed. A Jew is being blessed. Someone uh, set apart by God. Hosea 4.10 says, They shall eat, but not be satisfied. They shall play the whore, but not multiply, because they have forsaken the Lord. Um, selfish gain. When you do things for yourself and not for God, what it's saying is you won't be satisfied. Uh, 3 John 10 says, So if I come... I will bring up what he is doing, talking wicked nonsense against us. And not content with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers and also stops those who want to and puts them out of the church. Um, with just that verse, you're not going to understand. You could go back and read it, but quickly here, you know, um, Third John is being written, and there's a guy in the church called Diotrephes. <laughs> Hey, don't ask me. <laughs> right. Who don't, who don't put who puts himself first doesn't acknowledge the authority um of John or the other apostles and but basically and he's talking uh nonsense about them, about the apostles. And if that's not enough is what he's saying. If that's not enough, he's not content in just bad talking someone else. He then starts to put other people out who want to welcome them, who talk good about them. And all that to say is that contentment is not found in any pursuit of selfish gain. So contentment is also not found in much. And uh, Proverbs 17.1 um, says, Better is a dry morsel... With quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. And you know what that, that really, you know what that really makes me think of right now? It totally makes me think of like uh Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I just I mean all the families coming uh, over, there's usually strife. And you know you're gonna have enough to eat, but you're always stressed out about making sure everything's cooked right. And, oh, no, I burned this because I was trying to get this out of the oven in time and whatever. And mm -hmm. Yeah, no, so I can definitely relate to that. Be content going to Denny's. Again, it's another one with food, though. Um, so it's the next one. <laughs> right? So also con contentment is not found in much. Uh, Proverbs 13.25 says, The righteous has enough to satisfy his appetite. But the belly of the wicked suffers want. So, you know, I, I look at I look at a lot of that as far as. Um, <laughs> I will say, Trav has not looked at these verses already, right? No, no, I haven't. Right, honestly, so you're pulling up. And yeah, no, I'm just pulling just them up, reading it. The first thing that comes to my mind. So, yeah. um, perfect. So, <laughs> I uh, just relating contentment to like what we may think as a need versus a not need or whatever. Um, so we were at this, uh, we were at my son's uh, little league uh, baseball game, right? And one of the kids in uh, on his team was standing there. He's, he's a hilarious little spitfire. Um, and uh, I've actually coached his older brother, but um, he's like, Ma, hey, Ma, can I have some of those Cheez-Its? Mom. Hey, Mama, can I have some Cheez-Its? And here, she gives him the Cheez-Its. So he's he's eating the Cheez-Its, and he's like, Ma, hey, Mom, popcorn. Mom, I want some popcorn, too. So then he's like, he's getting some popcorn, and he's like, <laughs> and this is a line that since then my wife has used multiple times, but, um, Ma, can we go to McDonald's? I I just, I just want one thing. You know, I do. I, I do just that. want one thing. Can I get a Happy Meal? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm just, I'm, we're, we're laughing about this, right? Like I, I said, he's like the little baby bird in the nest with his mouth wide open. Just <laughs> you shove food in there, <laughs> you know? And, and so 
So he's not content with <laughs> yeah, what he's right. had, right? <laughs> he's clearly had enough, um, but yet he's still, his belly is still in want, right? Uh, and um, so anyway, I don't know if that really even ties <laughs> yeah, into yeah, that. So but contentment I, is I not mean, found in much. <laughs> right. And so... So yeah, I mean, we, you know, you can have, you can have a little, I, I can't tell you how many times, you know, what it, the, your, your, again, we're relating it to food, but, um, the, the portion sizes in the U S versus most other countries, you know, oh, um, sure. you know, when you see, despite the fact that those other countries are probably more accurate as to what the human body should actually be having <laughs> for that meal, um, when we in Amer- when when me we as Americans look at that, we're like, "Well, that ain't enough. I'm still gonna be hungry, right?" When in reality, you know, maybe that person's a lot like me and and has quite a few extra pounds, and and they they don't need half of those calories. We need to know? maintain, you know. But oh, I'm I think, maintaining I think the same just fine <laughs> from from being in Costa Rica and in some other different third world countries that. And then coming to the grocery stores here, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I recently heard that, like, Colgate has, like, 30-some different types of toothpaste. How many toothpaste what? do you need? <laughs> yeah. I, I also <laughs> heard that, you know, the whole story about an apple a day keeps the doctor away? Yeah. I heard that if you ate a different kind of apple every day, it would take something like 15 years to get what? through every species of <laughs> apple that there is. Like, it's ridiculous. What do we need that for? Yeah. So, so contentment is not found in selfish gain. It's not found in much. Contentment is not found in people. Um, we see this in Proverbs 17. Nope, that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 1714. <laughs> it is Psalm 17. I said Proverbs. Psalm, oh, you said Proverbs. Psalm 1714 uh, says, uh, I'll go up to 13. Arise, O Lord, confront him, subdue him. Deliver my soul from the wicked by your sword, from men by your hand, O Lord, from men of the world whose portion is in this life. You fill their womb with treasure. They are satisfied with children, and they leave their abundance to their infants. So he's talking about worldly evil people. He's saying that they are satisfied in their children. Uh, But then he goes on to say, that as for me, verse 15, as for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. Because guess what? Our children aren't always going to be around. Yeah. Hey, I hate to break it to you, parents, because I see this so much. <laughs> parents just, you know, talking about how, you know, their their kids are everything, you know, and they spend so much time. into. I, for one, I am not saying it's not out there, but I have not seen a marriage that lasted when the couple puts all of their time and energy into their kids and then their kids go off to college or wherever they go when they leave the nest and that, and that marriage survive. Right. I, I haven't seen it. Not saying it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it. I haven't seen it. And therefore I'm saying it's probably not very healthy. However, children just in general, children are a temporary arrangement. Right. I mean, They're the God's the, gifts, the whole idea of, of the child is to grow up mm-hmm. and leave the nest, leave the nest. Right. <laughs> so like when you're putting all of that into your child, like, uh, sorry, you should probably find something more foundational, more, per, more permanent. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, contempt is not in selfish gain. It's not in much. It's certainly not in people. Um, I changed the word on this one though. The contentment is not found in winning. Um, you can read the next one, Trev. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm trying. I to... I stole that one because I changed some word. <laughs> I it. was gonna say, but Proverbs twenty one nine. It's not found in winning. Um, Proverbs twenty one nine says it is better to live in a corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. You know, it it's not worth the fight. Sometimes it's not worth winning. Just to be right, if it's going to cause quarrel and in strife in your life, right? Yeah. Also, uh, contentment is not found in money. We've so, all heard this one. Oh, for sure. And uh, 
I'm just, I'm not, I don't even know what these verses are going to say, but I'm going to, I was about to, I was about to comment on them, but I haven't even read them yet. So I might as well just uh, read them to make sure that I'm on the same page as you. Uh, so first Timothy six verses six through 10, it says, but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Um, First Timothy 6, 6 through 10. There was a, there's another link there with some other scriptures. Oh, okay. I was going to say, wait, what? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, here's here's the here's one of the biggest problems with this verse, and I'm really glad that you brought it up. Again, okay, let me say this. Not a problem with this verse. A problem. I was going to say, what kind of podcast is this turn into? <laughs> no, not a not a problem with this verse because this verse is true in every sense. However. Um, how we how we relate to this verse, right? Yeah. Again, that worldly sense of contentment that, oh, I'm just going to stop trying, mm-hmm. right? Um, there is a big difference between somebody who's working hard to provide for their family and put away for uh, unexpected happenings and retirement Mm -hmm. and you know well what happens when i can't work anymore you know and um there's a big difference between that and someone who's just all about the money yeah absolutely you know and um the the money is just a tool in in many cases right so i do want to point that out because i am not going to sit here and say that you know you should just sit back on your butt and be lazy and not try to uh, to grow and achieve. Because again, I think I mentioned this, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but like when in, in, in this, of course, in a human sense, when something is not growing, it is then dying. That's the dying is the antithesis to growing, right? So if you're quote content to stay in the stagnant situation, whatever it might be that you're in, you are then in a dying situation, right? We should always be striving to grow. We need to grow spiritually. We need to grow um, intelligently. We need to grow uh, with more um, emotional intelligence, right? Uh, We need to grow in our ability to communicate with one another. We need to grow in our ability to communicate with different styles of communication, right? Um, we need to grow in a lot of different ways. Uh, part of that is, you know, financially, obviously inflation, you can't just expect mm-hmm. to make what you make when you're 18, when you're 65, because you're, it's not going to pay the bills anymore. Yeah. Right. So, so you, we need to have this growth. We need to be growing in our relationship with Christ. We need to be growing deeper into our knowledge of the scripture and um, without that growth, we are then dying. So don't confuse contentment with stagnation because it's, it's not the same thing. And don't confuse someone who's working hard, which is a, which is a biblical thing to do. We discussed that already. Right. Go back to podcast number seven. <clears throat> Don't confuse working hard with someone who's um, just striving after the money. Because ultimately, you don't know their heart. God knows their I heart. I think the difference is when that work, when that pursuit doesn't become, or it, when it becomes an idol, and it's all about Absolutely. that or that reaching that goal. Absolutely. That's when it becomes an yeah. issue. And again, it comes down to that when you lay it all on the table— at the end of the day, glory to God, you know. And if you if you had a goal and you lost it, you know what? Glory to God. I did everything 
on my end, yeah. you know, and, um, and when you are uncontent, when, when you're, when you're discontent, sure. Yeah. We'll use that word <laughs> when you're, when you're just not satisfied yeah. with, with not reaching your goal or you're so focused on your goal, that's, that's when you come into these things of, uh, you know, you can, you can fall into temptation, into a snare, you know, uh, that greed makes you do greedy things, yeah, <laughs> right? It, it, that, verse 10 there says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It's when the love of love of money, that's when money becomes an idol, not a tool. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. So it's, then, uh, we also jump into, let me see, cause I haven't read it yet. Um, you know, let's just, Let's go to the next one. Yeah, let's go. Uh, to the next so one. contentment is also not found in money. Contentment also we see from Paul's life is not found in health. Second um, Corinthians eleven twenty four through twenty eight. This is Paul kind of summarizing that after becoming a Christian, all the trials and sufferings that he's gone through. It says, five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one, scourging. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers. In toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, and apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. He went through so much <laughs> on top of the anxiety for all the churches. Like this, These were just the physical things he was going through, not the mental or emotional or spiritual battles he was he was fighting. But what he what he comes right after that um is second Corinthians twelve ten. For the sake of Christ then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecution, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So how do how do we find such a deep contentment with our lives and our circumstances, our failures, our victories, our hardships that we're able to respond like Paul did in all of his suffering and saying, "Well, for the sake of Christ, let let God show in me I'll be content with this." Now, I don't think Paul was trying to put himself in those situations <laughs> like, like like you said like um but when he was doing what god was calling him to do and he fell into one of, the, one of those situations and he knew god was calling him to be wherever he was at there's contentment in that there's yeah. contentment in knowing that god is the one in control right so so we know what contentment is not yeah so let's jump into what contentment is yeah and we're I hate to do it, but we're probably going to have to wrap this up a little bit here. I'll go through this first one. Yeah. Um, so what is contentment? So the other verses that I read through talks about what contentment is. And we need to be content with what we have. So we kind of talked about it. That doesn't mean we need to stay there. But we get this from Second Kings 14.10. says, you have indeed struck down Edom, and your heart has lifted you up. Be content with your glory, with you know, with what you've got, and stay at home. For why should you provoke trouble so that you fall, you and Judah with you? Luke three fourteen says, Soldiers also asked him, and we, what shall we do? And he said to them, Jesus, do not extort money from anyone by threats or by false accusations, but be content with your wages. Be content with where God has you. Um, one quick story, and we'll go into the rest here, is I, I have a book that uh, 
it's praying through the names of Jesus. And one of them is uh, Yahweh Yira. And I'm like, what Yahweh Yira? What does that mean? And it, it, it means the Lord will provide. He's going to, at the end of everything, he's going to give you what you need. Maybe not what you want, not what you expect, but what you need. And he only he knows truly what we need. So Yahweh Yira, and that name is given when Abraham is called to take his son and go sacrifice him. And when God provides the ram out of the bush instead of sacrificing his son, he blesses God and calls, and he uses the name of God, Yahweh Yira, that the Lord will provide. That brings us into another one that we also need to be content with the gifts of God. And you can get the next one, Trev. Job 38, 39 says, Can you hunt the prey for the lion or satisfy the appetite of the young lions? This, you know, this is rhetorical. Uh, the Lord talking to Job saying, like, Job, who are you? Like, can you hunt the prey for the lion? Or can you satisfy the appetite of the young lions? It's, no, only God can provide. Only God can give those gifts. Psalm 63, 5 through 7 says, My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, McDonald's, and my (laughs) mouth will praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you, God, have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. Psalm 91, 16, with long life, I will be satisfied and show him my salvation. Life itself is a gift from God. And regardless of circumstances, if you are alive, you have something to be content in. What's the next one? So uh, next, to be content in the presence of God. Uh, And we're looking at Psalm 65, 4, which says, Blessed is the one who choose to bring near, who you choose to bring near. To dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. Yeah, we're satisfied literally just by being in the house of God and being in his temple. Uh, we need to be satisfied, yeah. uh, or, or I should say be content in the love of God. Mm-hmm. And we see this, uh, Oops, I clicked on the wrong thing there. We we see this in Psalms uh, ninety fourteen, uh, satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Um, Psalms one hundred nine seven, for he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. And in Jeremiah thirty one twenty five, for I satisfy the weary soul, and every uh, languishing soul. I will replenish. Yeah. And, and we also find scripture that tells us to be content with the goodness of God. Jeremiah 31, 14 says, I will feast the soul of the priest with abundance and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, declares the Lord. Like this is, we can read all these and just think, wow, okay, cool, yeah. This is the word of God. This is truth. This is, you know, a lot of times we, we, if you're really conservative, you might try to add things to scripture because you think you can make it sound better. If you're real liberal, you might take things out because maybe it doesn't conform to what we believe now or the culture. But let's let scripture speak for itself, right? That the Lord is declaring that we shall be satisfied in his goodness, in his presence, in his love in the gifts that he gives us, that we will be content in the righteousness of God. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. In your pursuit for the righteousness of God, guess what? <laughs> You'll find contentment. You'll be satisfied. And you can be content that God will never leave you. And in Hebrews 13, 5 uh, we read, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I'll repeat, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I think one of the things we can draw out of uh, um, both of, you know, what contentment is not, um, the, the theme there mm-hmm. is things of this earth. Yeah. And what contentment is, the theme, the overall theme there are things not of this earth. Absolutely. So, um, so putting our, our contentment in, um, in the things here, (laughs) in your Mm -hmm. job, in your wealth, in your family, in your whatever, uh, all of that is, it will not, uh, ultimately lead to contentment because it's not what contentment is. Um, but contentment is always, um, finding finding rest and and peace in what we have outside of this world yeah our joy our identity our purpose cannot be found in anything or anyone other than our creator right Uh, the one who created you is the one who defines you gives you identity and gives you purpose and i'll leave you with one last thing is that contentment comes by learning and through christ and we I don't expect you to hear this and go, oh, all of a sudden, overnight, I'm content in whatever situation. No. Paul says in Philippians 4, 11 through 13, he says, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I've learned, he said, in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And here's the secret he's about to give us. And the, the, probably the biggest misquoted scripture. <laughs> the secret um, is that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That doesn't mean I, I'm going to win the football game. Right. <laughs> it means that no matter what, in Christ, I can be content. And so you will find contentment when... This truth that John the Baptist says becomes true in your life. John 3, 22. He, Jesus, he must increase, but I must decrease. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly... If you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for the Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.